Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly. Thank you so much for joining us for GNAC Insider tonight. We've got a great show and a great lead-in to the televised game this week in the GNAC. We've got a lot of things going on. One of the things that's exciting, women's basketball, we've got four teams tied for first place, and we're going to be speaking with a member of one of those teams. Sarah Hill of Western Washington will be with us. We'll tell you about the season she's having. She had a terrific weekend, almost unbelievable, really. And uh, two coaches who are going head-to-head, and we're going to have them back-to-back tonight on GNAC Insider. But before we go any further, let me welcome to the program the guy uh, that I like to uh, visit with at the beginning and the end of every show, Evan O'Kelly. Evan, how are you tonight? I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm super. Hey, uh, we've got a great game coming up. Now, let me see. Is it is it Wednesday night or Thursday night this week on TV? Uh, it's Thursday night, so uh, back to the normal schedule. Um, it's at a special start time, though, 9 p.m. Pacific, so uh, that one will be live on Root Sports. Uh, live from Lacey, Washington, the St. Martin Saints men's basketball team will be hosting uh, Alaska Fairbanks, so that should be a great matchup. It should be a great matchup, and I know we're going to have both of the coaches on here back-to-back. Mick Durham, Alaska Fairbanks men's basketball coach, and Mike Ostland, the uh, St. Martin's men's basketball coach, will be with us back-to-back. I will look forward to visiting with you a little bit later in the show, Evan, and I thank you so much for all the work that you do in uh, putting the show together and lining up our guests. Let me just talk a minute about uh, Alaska Fairbanks men's basketball. Uh, they're on a roll. They've won three games in a row, six of its last seven games overall. And as Evan just said, on the game of the week at St. Martin's on Thursday night this week, uh, they had an overtime victory against Central Washington last Thursday, defeated Northwest Nazarene on Saturday, 79-69. So uh, they're on a bit of a roll. And so let's uh, welcome to the program the men's basketball coach of UAF, Mick Durham. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight. Hey, Kevin. Thank you for having me. So you guys are playing pretty well, it sounds like. Well, yeah, we are. Um, you know, the GNAC is, is very balanced, and, um, you know, we obviously are taking care of business at home. We haven't done particularly well on the road. We, our last outing against Montana State Billings, we picked up a road win, but uh, we have been taking care of business at home, and, and we're on the road for four in a row now, starting Thursday with St. Martin's. I guess what they say, the rubber meets the road. I guess in this conference, man, I'll tell you what, I can't think of another basketball conference where uh, winning on the road uh, seems to be as tough, in, including the, the teams that go into your place. Well, it is. And, then, you know, it's a lot of conferences. I mean, that's the thing. is, And there's a lot of travel involved and that type of thing. I think it seems like every year you look at your schedule and you just, you know, you think where where can we pick up road wins? And, you know, there's nothing guaranteed. Um you know, we got beat two weeks ago by Seattle Pacific pretty good on a Thursday night and then just played great on Saturday in Billings, Montana. And you just kind of take them one game at a time, and you never know from Thursday to Saturday exactly what's going to happen in this league. You know, it's kind of fun to have the games on TV. You're on TV on Thursday, and I want to talk to you about that in a minute. But uh, did you happen to see the game on television on Root Sports uh, last week when uh, Seattle Pacific went to Western Washington? You know, I actually did. It was a Wednesday night, so, you know, we weren't playing until Thursday, so I actually did, and, and uh, obviously that's a great rivalry and a big crowd, and 
and uh, you know we've had played both those teams, and and so uh, no, that was great for for our league and and for those two teams in particular too to showcase those guys. You know, one of the things that I think is going to be interesting, and you're probably going to have to face this when you go to Lacey this week. I think the student body gets fired up about the games being on TV. Well, there's no question. You know, if, you know, not that you don't want to be on TV because it's great exposure for us. Plus, the game will be back. You know, it's nine o'clock West Coast. It's going to be eight o'clock here, which is prime time for for our fans to watch. But it is going to be a little rowdier, and students be involved a little heavier with with the TV game. Uh, you know, it'd probably be a little better for our advantage if we played at seven and weren't on TV, but. Uh, that's all part of it. Uh, you know, our guys are going to have to handle that. But that's probably my biggest concern. Not so much the TV because I'm going to try to use the adage that, you know, we're on TV every game because we're webcast and Internet and, you know, right. the families are watching it, which you're kind of on TV, you know. So I'm going to try to downplay that. But, but the atmosphere um, is definitely going to be, uh, you know, probably one of the loudest we've seen this season. Now, I would like, if you don't mind, to have you take us through the uh, overtime victory last Thursday against Central Washington. Well, we had the we had we're up ten eleven and a half. We were up sixty nine sixty one with four and a half to go, and so that that's, I mean, that's the disappointing part is uh, we'd like to have put it away there, but uh, you know they're very talented with Mark McLaughlin and their front line, and they rallied back and and actually. Uh, we had the ball with up two with about I don't know forty seconds left and and we uh we trip we trip and lose the ball and they go for a breakaway and and Pilarda makes the poop and we foul them and so they tie it up with about um with about thirteen seconds to go and go to the free throw line and Pilard was he was seven for seven at the time uh we took a timeout. And he comes out and misses the free throw. So we have the last shot to win it. And we took to the hole and into two guys, but there was no call. So we go overtime. And um, I was a little concerned. You know, I, I, we're a little bit down going into overtime. You never know how sure. they're going to respond. But uh, that, our guys did a great job. I mean, we just we, we got behind quick two points in overtime, but we came back and, you know, we were up three or four and they made a couple free throws. So uh, it's always still good. Um, Number one to beat Central because they are one of the traditional powers, you know, in the GNAC, and also just to, to win in overtime. I think anytime you pull out overtime games, it, it tells you a little bit about your guys. Also, I would think when you finish, you know, regulation, uh, you know, kind of stumbling a little bit, and and you fight through that and pull it out in overtime, I think that says something about the character of the team. Well, there's no question, and I think we do. We definitely have. Uh, I think high character and, and we, you know, we have a lot of guys back from last year, specifically five seniors that went through a lot last year and went to the GNAC and, and we had quite a few close games last year too. Uh, you know, we're not a team that just blows people out. You know, we kind of have to grind it out and pull it out at the end and, and we're able to do that again. But uh, yeah, it's nice. And usually free throws are involved, which, um, you know, is, is can be interesting too. And, and our guys stepped up and made the ones we needed to. Let's uh, have you talk about some of your players. Ronnie Baker has really stepped up for you this season, become a top scorer in the conference. What makes him such a good player? Well, we got him out of junior college out of Northern California, uh, Diablo Valley. And so this is the second year. And generally, junior college guys, you know, they're a little more comfortable the second year. Um, you know, he, he's strong. 
um, kid. He, he, I don't know if he's got any real strengths, but I don't know if he's got any real weaknesses. He's one of our better defensive players. Um, obviously, he's our leading scorer, but he just, uh, you know, he, he's a winner. Uh, there's times where, you know, you maybe start doubting him or if he does a couple things on the court, you shake your head, but he just always, you know, he believes in himself, and, and that's probably his biggest strength is just his confidence in himself, and uh, he's really having a nice senior year, uh, his second year here. You've got a player, a big guy uh, from uh, overseas, uh, Sergei Putsar. I watched some of the highlights on your website. He hit a couple of open threes. That guy can shoot for a big guy. Well, yeah, we, we're a little unorthodox team. You know, he, he's probably our best three-point shooter. He's probably our best low-post player. So we kind of have to, you know, get him in and out. And, and uh, sometimes he floats out himself, you know, a little bit of that European flair, a little bit of that yeah. outside stuff. And uh, but he's more incapable. He can make his free throws for a big guy, you know, so late in the game we can kind of go to him because he can knock down his free throws. But, uh, yeah, he's always been a very good shooter. And, and uh, this is his third year with me. I've been here three years. And so him and his uh, running mate, Stefan Tietz, from Serbia too, they've both been with me for all three years trying to trying to build this program back up. And so it's neat for them to, um, you know, kind of see, see what we're going through and, and have some success i would think for both of them it's nice to have the other one on the team both from serbia too there's no question you know uh and a lot of times they'll start talking serbian too you know and and uh we have no clue what they're saying <laughs> uh, i don't know if they're second guessing the coach or exactly what they're doing but uh yeah usually yeah they get a little excited and they, they start uh staying away from that english at times but uh the other thing about the two of them is that uh you know well Pete's already graduated. He's working on his master's, and 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 Putsar will graduate this spring. But they're both three eight to four point students, wow. so definitely, uh, you know, they appreciate the education they're getting here in the United States too. Oh, that's that's terrific. So, Coach, uh, you've got. We talked a little bit about this game coming up again, uh, at St. Martin's uh, on Thursday night. You follow that with another very tough game. Uh, Western Oregon did finally lose at home, but you're you're talking about. A really big week for for your team. How do you prepare for a week like this? Well, I don't think you look too far ahead. You know, we just uh, you know trying to take it one day at a time. And and each, you know this is uh, the last go around of the first, you know the first the disease of the last two teams that we haven't seen. And so you're looking forward to going getting the first round over with. And then you've seen everybody. And I think then you can kind of look at the stats, see where you're. You know, you're fitting in offensively, defensively. And so that's maybe the exciting part is kind of, hey, we're going to be halfway through two more games and then kind of see where we stack up. Um, you know, I'm very impressed with what Coach Austin's doing, um, you know, in his first year with the program. Uh, obviously, he had to kind of get his style, his culture going, those type of things. But right now, I, I, I really see them buying in. They're playing together. And obviously, they got some really good shooters. And uh, they have some seniors. You know, they have some kids that went through some things last year too that are now seniors and and uh so no they they are playing uh, very well and and they've been playing very well and they've lost some close games i mean they could definitely have a better conference record than they have very good well coach i know you've got a, a busy week i sure appreciate your taking time to visit with us and our listeners tonight and wish you the very best of luck uh, in Lacey. i know i'm going to be talking to the opposing coach here in a second so i'll just wish you both well <laughs> 
All right, he's a Weber State guy. I'm a Montana State guy, so we are, yeah, we're all big sky guys. So uh, I know, yeah, I, I actually was assistant coach when Michael was playing at Weber State, so we go back a ways. Very cool. Thanks so much, uh, Coach. We appreciate it. Alaska Fairbanks Coach Mick uh, Durham with us tonight on GNAC Insider, and we're going to speak with uh, the, uh, his opposing coach, Michael Oslin from St. Martin's. They're both squaring off on Thursday night in the GNAC Game of the Week on Root Sports. Now, let's see what's happening around the GNAC. In Seattle, the Seattle Pacific men's basketball team was awarded GNAC Team of the Week honors after a road win over Western Washington last week that snapped Western Washington's 36-game home winning streak. Seattle Pacific is now in first place in the GNAC standings and ranked number 24 in the latest Top 25 poll. In Bellingham, the Western Washington track team kicked off its indoor season with a bang, breaking three school records at the University of Washington preview meet last weekend. And all of the Red Lion Players of the Week for the period ending January 19th can be found at GNACsports.com. GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back. Look at you now. You're well on your way at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. You chose a hands-on learning experience surrounded by people who push you to your potential. You chose to work in the field, out in the elements, and share your own story at the end of the day. You chose to live life instead of reading about it. You chose UAF because it's more than an education. It's a path to the top. Begin your ascent. The University of Alaska Fairbanks. Naturally inspiring. Lacey, Washington is another one of those uh, places it's hard to, to go in and play basketball. And I imagine that's probably really true when the game is going to be on TV, as this one is. And as I uh, spoke a minute ago, probably the, the student body pretty fired up to have the game on Root Sports. Uh, joining us now is the men's head basketball coach at St. Martin's, Michael Oslin. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight on GNAC Insider. You bet. Thanks for having me on. So your first uh, year in the conference... I imagine everybody told you how tough it was to win on the road. Uh, what are your other observations uh, in the GNAC? Well, first of all, I, I, did, I have to say, yes, I did know what I was getting into. <laughs> and, I, and I know <laughs> the strength of the GNAC is, is almost legendary and, and at the Division II level. And I, I know there's some real, knew there was some real quality teams, uh, uh, high-quality caliber of basketball and good players and some outstanding coaches in our league. And, and yeah, when you go on the road, it's really tough. There's no doubt. You know, it's funny. I think the GNAC, I was talking with Evan earlier this uh, earlier today. It seems to me, you took a, take a look at a, a team in men's uh, basketball like uh, Seattle Pacific, and now they're, they broke into the top 25 at number 24. I have a feeling that the strength of the GNAC, because you guys are knocking each other off, actually prevents more teams from being ranked higher nationally. That probably is true. You know, there's quite a few teams in our league uh, this year that are probably deserving of that across the board. 
and uh, I, I would uh, I have a hard time believing Seattle Pacific's not one of the one of the <laughs> ten best teams in the country, and I think that's kind of your point. Uh, we we probably have three teams that are top ten, top fifteen caliber uh, when, when it's all said and done, and that, and that, and you're exactly right. That's the strength of our league. And, and I think this year, you know, like you look at the standings and there's kind of a, just a big log jam in the middle. And I think everybody's, everybody's better, uh, which makes it really competitive night in and night out. Sure makes an exciting second half of the season coming up. It, it should be. You know, we were just talking today. We're nearing the halfway point and, you know, nothing, nothing's settled. There's what is nine teams within two games and basically of each other. And, and uh, there, there's a, lot, a long ways left to go. Usually by the time you get to the halfway point, things are starting to filter out a little bit uh, in, in standings. And, but now it's, uh, it can go any old way, which makes every, every game and every two games per week, it just make, seems like it makes them bigger. Coach Durham, as you probably may have heard just a minute ago, uh, told our listeners that he's been impressed with what you've been able to do there in your first year at St. Martin's, kind of developing your own culture. Uh, tell me about what you expect to see from Alaska Fairbanks on Thursday night. Well, no, number one, you know, Mick has been down this road so many times, and he's such a good coach. And I remember uh, playing against his teams at Montana State, and, you know, it's never never an easy one. And he's he's been up and down the sidelines for as long as I can remember. And, you know, I think he was a college coach when, when I was about seven or something. And th- that'll date him, and he'll get me for that <laughs> one later. But, but he, he knows a lot. He probably knows more basketball or has forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know, one of those kind of guys. And I know his team's going to be really well coached, and they're not going to beat themselves. And and for us to win, I mean, we're going to have to play a really good all-around game and really take care of the ball and, and probably have our best defensive game of the year. Well, you just had a big road victory. We talked about how hard it is to play on the road, defeating Western Oregon. Now, tell us about that game. You know, it was <clears throat> it was a, a really – really tough road test for us um you know they they'd had some really big wins at home and you know going overtime a couple of times and and uh you know and watching them i thought they were they were a really really good you know solid team with a lot of players that could that could hurt you and do damage and i thought they were you know really really good inside and that was a real a real key for us is to try to match up with them inside and i think the same thing is going to happen here against fairbanks and and uh you know, to specifically answer your question, what we found at Western Oregon was the chess game between us playing four guards and and their bigger front line. And, uh, Interesting. And and it just went. You know, we got out early. We were up 17 at half. I think we were up 20 early in the first half, and then they came back and took a two point lead with about two minutes to go, and and then we just kind of fought back and and held on to win. But uh, it was a kind of a contrast, a contrast in styles maybe, and a contrast in personnel. Uh, a big team against a smaller kind of four guard oriented team, and and uh, and it was back and forth. We had our way for 20 minutes, and then they had theirs for about 18. And so it, it was real, <laughs> real evenly matched, and and a, and a really great game. And it was a great, great road win for us. You've got to face a pretty unique talent, it seems to me. This uh, Sergey Putsar with uh, Fairbanks, big guy, good inside, but then he'll go outside and hit a three. He has a really well-rounded game, and, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be really difficult to not only match up, but but to guard him on the perimeter and guard him inside, just like you say. And that's a real 
that's a real weapon for them, and it makes you it makes you do things differently uh, than you have to do probably against any other team. Uh, there just aren't there aren't many centers or five men these days that can step out and shoot the three, uh, and that makes it that creates some some unique uh, challenges on the defensive end, no doubt. Let's talk about some of your guys. So Ryan Rogers, uh, your leading scorer, 15 points a game. Uh, what describe him as an offensive player? I think Ryan's his strength is probably his versatility. Uh, you know, he's about six three, and we we ask him to do a lot of different things, and and uh, <clears throat> he's he's really a guard, but we ask him to guard power forwards, and we ask him to. You know, we ask him to shoot threes when he's open. We ask him to post up a little bit. We ask him to put it on the floor and take it to the basket. And all of those things he can do. He, you know, he has a lot of a lot of arrows in his arsenal as an offensive player. And find he, he's one of those type of players that, as a coach, you feel like he's not having a great game, and then and you walk off the floor a little a little irritated about his performance and all he did is have 20 points and seven rebounds and <laughs> shot 52% from the field. You know what? He's one of those kind of players that I, he has so many ways to score. And I, I feel like when he's not perfect, I'm, I'm really mad at him, but, uh, but he, versatility is probably the best word that describes Ryan. I guess when a player sets high expectations for his coach, that's not a bad thing. No, that's not, and, and and he appreciates it. And I just got out of practice, and I was on his case pretty good. And but we we walk off the court, and he and he laughs it off. And so he, I think he gets the message, but but he he understands, and we have a good relationship about it anyway. So, Evan Coulter, your point guard, describe him. Uh, Evan, he's a really good, and he's kind of cut, probably that prototypical combo guard. Can play either guard spot. We've asked him to play the point. Um, uh, and he's he's done a great job, uh, just kind of taking the ball and and taking our team and being in control of it. Uh, again, he he shoots the three. He can put it on the floor and 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 really get to the rim. He's a he's the type of guard that's uh, that's good in the open court uh, with some with some quickness and kind of an extra gear there in the open court. Uh, he can use a ball screen and, and pull up and shoot a three. He can turn the corner and and get there. Uh, he, I don't know if he really has a score first mentality because he does a great job passing it too. Um, he does a he does a really good job just kind of leading our team. Uh, you know, we we asked him to to step up and score quite a bit and more than he's done in the past, and he's answered the bell. He's done a great job, and as you know, as one of the one of the guys that was returning and here last year, uh, he, his his attitude and his willingness to to be helpful for his teammates and helpful for our coaching staff has really helped us uh, get kind of get through the transitionary phase and whatever success we have this year uh, is going to be a result of uh, of Evan and really all the seniors and the returning guys and their attitude towards the transition. Have you ever coached a team? The, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, guard play and and basically, really, a lack of a lack of height. It seems to me is is one of the challenges you've got as a coach this year. I, am I right about that? Have you had a team like this before? Yeah, I have. You know, in in ten years as a junior college coach, you kind of get used to to putting pieces together and moving guys around, and and your, your roster is is more in flux from year to year, and you don't have as you have a lot of new guys some years, and and uh, so you get you have to get a little creative. Uh, I think in the in the junior college ranks, and so yeah, I've been through that before. 
I've had one year where we, you know, we started out playing more traditionally two post type thing, and then uh, a couple of injuries later, and you're forced into doing some things that that maybe you wouldn't have done uh, before, uh, just with your personnel and with your lineup. And so, so yeah, it, it's not uh, it's not that brand new to me. We all want we all want to have two, six, ten guys that are really, really good that we can play <laughs> together, <laughs> but. Uh, that doesn't happen very often, and and I think uh, you know we have we have three post guys in our program now. Two of them are seniors, and uh, and their ability to kind of play the the center position by committee, and and all three of them, and their attitude towards that uh, has been really good, and and that's why that's one of the big reasons why we've we've had some wins and and had the success that we've had. Very good. We'll look for them on Thursday night. Also, I want to give a mention to Tyler Kopp, freshman guard. He's come in as a freshman and played well. He really has, you know, and and now uh, really when we went to the four-guard lineup, it was it was him that we put in the starting lineup and took out a post. And so, you know, yeah, he's he's 5'11", maybe 6' foot, and, and uh, doesn't weigh very much, and sometimes he gets out there and matched up against a guy that's 6'7", and pretty good. On either end of the floor, and, and uh, ends up in that matchup dilemma a little bit. But he's he's really answered the bell. Uh, his assist to turnover is really good. He, he seen he just has a real uh, a real knack for how to play basketball, and, and makes makes real easy plays, and doesn't shoot it unless he's wide open. Uh, and I think as he as he matures as a player, he'll be able to figure out where and how to create not only for himself but but create opportunities for his teammates as well but he he has a great a great basketball mind the cliche is his IQ, his basketball IQ is really high uh and he he has all that and what a and what a tremendous young man a really uh, saying he's a hard worker is probably an understatement uh he brings it every day and the the, the level of effort is is always in a maximum with Tyler and and he was uh I think he was a really good, a really good sign, a good guy we had coming in uh, that that, that uh, Keith had signed last November, and uh, you know I, I'm I'm really glad Tyler's here. He's obviously playing a really important role on our team, and will in the future too. Well, coach, you've got a couple things going tomorrow uh, on Thursday night. You've got TV, of course, which we've talked about. Also, a late start, a nine o'clock start. I would think the kids might get a little antsy. Can you do anything to kind of get them calmed down? Well, I'm not worried about the kids so much as I am myself. <laughs> we, you know, I, I've I've always said, you know, once once shoot around's done and you get your pregame meal out of the way, it's those last the last two hours before tip off are the most miserable of the week. You know, when you're when you're busy sure. preparing and and you're you're watching film and you're doing all that stuff and you're getting your team ready and ready for practice, that 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 part to me is. Uh, is pretty easy and it's a lot of work for all of us but uh but we we do we do everything we can but when it gets to that point uh on game day and it's 2 hours before tip off kind of the haze in the barn and you just kind of have to wait for the ball to go up and <laughs> and that's what's really hard and th- this one with the late start is going to feel like a half a day and and th- and that's going to be hard so we're we're going to try to I know I won't be able to sleep in I'll wake up when it gets light out like always but uh we're going to try to have shoot around a little later in the afternoon so it, so that doesn't drag on and it doesn't seem so long. But our guys are going to be ready to go. Um, I know Fairbanks is going to be ready to go. It should be a should be a really emotional game. I know we're going to have a great crowd. 
Uh, our students are all jacked up for it. Uh, the, our community and our alumni here are, are really excited about the opportunity, not only for us to play at home in a, in a big conference game, uh, but to have root sports there. And, to, and really, it's, we kind of look at it like uh, it's a two-hour commercial for St. Martin's University, and, and we're pretty excited about that. I'll bet you are. Well, best of luck to you, Coach, and thank you so much for taking time to be with us tonight. Okay, you bet. Thanks, thanks again for having me on. You're very welcome. Michael Oslin, I'll tell you what, we've got great coaches in this conference. I just love talking to the coaches, and you can just kind of read what, what, what the great guys they are. Uh, and we've got some great players, too, and we're going to be talking with one of them, Sarah Hill, uh, Western Washington. She had an unbelievable weekend, and I'm going to tell you about that uh, when we come back in just a minute. But just a reminder, too, if you're in Pacific time zone, it's a 9 o'clock game on Thursday night. So, you know, make your own adjustment. We all are. And uh, so it's a 9 o'clock start on Thursday night, 8 o'clock Fairbanks time. Now let's take a look at this week in the GNAC. In men's basketball, the Root Sports GNAC Game of the Week features visiting Alaska Fairbanks and St. Martin's on Thursday at a special 9 p.m. Pacific time tip-off in Lacey. Brad Adam and Dave Harshman will have the live call on the Root Sports telecast, and be sure to visit GNACsports.com to check your Root Sports Northwest local listings. In women's basketball, a four-way tie for first place in the conference standings has developed as teams reach the halfway point of their conference schedule this week. Key matchups include St. Martin's at Montana State Billings, on Thursday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time and Alaska Anchorage at Western Washington on Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. All four teams are at the top of the GNAC with 5-2 and two conference records. In track and field, Central Washington and St. Martins are set to compete at the University of Idaho Invitational this weekend, while Northwest Nazarene is set to run at the Jackson's Invitational in Nampa. And be sure to follow GNAC Sports on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date on the latest news, highlights, standings, and more from around the conference. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Why choose Western Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News & World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest. Western Washington University. Active minds. Changing lives. Western Washington uh, provided uh, the conference with its Player of the Week in women's basketball, and she is joining us right now. A tremendous weekend, 27 points and 30 rebounds in the back-to-back victories. And her team, as we just mentioned a minute ago, is one of four tied for first place in women's basketball in the GNAC. Our guest is Sarah Hill. Sarah, thank you for being with us tonight. It's my honor. (laughs) Well, you you had the honor of being named Player of the Week. Now, a uh, couple of big games. Uh, tell me, let's talk first about the victory you guys had over Western Oregon, 78-58 on Thursday. Um, tell me about that. Um, I guess going into that, we 
knew he needed to box out and rebound and own the, own the boards, which is easy to do when you're a little bit taller. And um, so all through the week, we just that was our main focus was we actually had our um, coaching staff and teammates who are out as whether redshirting or not. They kept track of if we were crashing the boards, if we were boxing people out, and if we didn't, we had punishments, whether it be push-ups or, you know, a down and back. So that was definitely our focus, and I feel like that's one of the things that helped us um, with the victory down there was really just getting on the boards hard. Sometimes I think it's easier when you can really narrow your focus down to one thing like that, don't you? Definitely, and we have a great coaching staff who – you know, it's not their first rodeo. They know what they're doing. So <laughs> definitely it's easier when you have that one that one focus. So your coach, uh, let's talk about her for a minute. Carmen Dolfo has won more than 400 games, one of the best of the NCAA. What's it like to play for her and, and, and be a member of her program? Um, so my big sister played for her. And so going into coming here, I knew that, this woman knows what she's doing. She knows basketball. Um, she really is. She just knows the game. Um, she she always knows the answers. Like I said, she's been around. She knows her stuff. And so um, I think one of the biggest things is if our team can, you know, start believing in that, that we will continue to keep seeing success that we've seen so far. Boy, the way you describe it, I would think that the coach really uh, layers confidence into every player because uh, you've got you've got confidence in her. Definitely, I I like that. I like the way you put that. Um, for sure, she realizes how important it is to not only you know be strong, confident in basketball players, but also for when we go out into the real world, which is really what it's all about. Um, she's making us strong and assertive women, and you know. If you can get both W's and being successful women, there's no complaints there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys had a tough game. I mean, on paper, you uh, you played uh, against St. Martin. St. Martin's came into that game in first place. Uh, that was your second win of the weekend. Tell me about that game. Um, I think we knew going in once again we had to we had to own the boards. Those are one of the controllable things. Carmel always talks about the controllables and. Um, focusing on those and not focusing on the things that you can't focus because then you'll just waste your energies on that. And um, we pulled together, and through hard work and discipline, we were able to be victorious in that game. Well, I like that word, controllables. You know, one of the things about sports, you can control a lot of effort things. But in basketball, for example, you're going to have a bad shooting night. You know what I mean? That's not one, not one of the things I'd categorize as a controllable. Do you go along with me there? For sure. Yeah, so, you know, you work about defense, defense you can control, rebounding you can control, you know, fundamentals you can control, footwork, stuff like that. Makes yeah. sense. And then like a, yeah, yep. you can control, you know, if you dive on the ground for a loose ball or whatnot. <laughs> Very good. So, uh, Sydney Donaldson, a player who's really stepped up this season, tell us about what it's like to play with her. Um, it's always so much fun to play with Sid. I feel like me and her just have a pretty good connection when we're the post that high low I feel like we just know where the other one's going to go um I don't know it's not for us it's not anything new to see Sydney just be such a, a good basketball player you know when she first came in like we knew she had the potential and she's athletic and she works hard and so it's just fun to see it all coming back around again and seeing her get confidence in herself again and just doing like I said what we've known that she's always been able to do one of the new members of the team this year, forward, Tia Briggs. So what has she added? 
Um, Tia has definitely helped us with our post game. Uh, me and Sid are not true fives. We're not as good with our back to the basket, and Tia has stepped right into that spot and is able to. She's a strong girl. She's able to be our five that we need. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so now you've got it. You've got uh, you know. Uh, Really tough uh, race in the women's conference. You just earned yourself a spot tied for first with a victory over St. Martin's. You, but uh, four four teams now tied for first, and you know you've got uh, you've got two of the top teams going against two of the other top teams. Tell us about uh, what you're looking forward to this week. Um, I guess just as of lately, I, I really love that it is such a such a the team job on these wins like you you can't just stop one of us you know on a given night somebody else is going to step up and like I said that's what I just love so much about my team um but uh you know we know that Alaska they're good drivers but they're also good shooters and they're super scrappy and physical and so we got to be able to just be patient and work the ball um we're practicing that and and then again with Fairbanks they're a really good driving team and sometimes our our weakness is defending the drive, so we need to just stay disciplined, stay low, you know, have the right thought process of I'm going to stay low, I'm going to defend this, not, oh, no, I'm standing up, oh, well, I'm going to get beat. So that's what we're Good working on this week. I know the Viking men saw their uh, winning streak, home winning streak, uh, come to an end, but you guys have won 24 consecutive uh, home contests. Uh, you, you're, you're, uh, your fans are a big part of that, aren't they? They are. We are a team that strives on – love and support and energy and we do we always just tend to play so well here at home because of the support that we have and the community that we have and just that love and support you just you play so much better with it well very good i wish you the very best this week in your two games against uh, anchorage and fairbanks and sarah thanks so much for being with us and congrats on being named player of the week uh, red lion player of the week thank you Thank you so much. Sarah Hill, Western Washington University basketball player with us here on GNAC Insider. I'm going to welcome back to the show Evan O'Kelly. Evan, uh, thanks again so much for, for putting this thing together tonight. And uh, I can't wait till that game tomorrow or uh, Thursday night. I keep thinking Wednesday because last week it was Wednesday. But back to the normal Thursday night uh, game. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we got some great insight uh, having both coaches on there, uh, getting the perspective from the traveling coach coming down from Alaska and then uh, Austin. It's kind of funny. I didn't realize that uh, they had a connection uh, before the GNAC. So we've got that, and then and then in women's basketball, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better uh, a better week when you've got four first place teams and and they're all playing each other. Absolutely. Uh, those are certainly the key matchups. And even beyond that, the next two teams uh, that are, I can't believe I'm saying this, but in fifth and sixth place are just one game back of all four of those teams. So, uh, and it keeps going from there. It's just such a tight race right now. You know, like, like uh, both coaches were saying, we're reaching the midway point of the season and to have this many teams in contention on both sides uh, really speaks to the strength of the conference. It does, and I think it speaks to the excitement of the second half of the season. I, I can't wait. Well, thank you, Evan, so much. We appreciate it. Uh, time for us to say goodnight. This is like my fastest uh, half hour of the week. The, 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 the time just flies by. But thank you so much, and I will uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday. Okay. Thank you, Evan. Whether you join us by podcast or live on Tuesday nights, we're very happy that you make time in your week to join us for GNAC Insider, and we look forward to next week's show. We'll see you then. Good night.
Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.